My name is Matt Brown. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. And let's start the show. Oh, Chuckster! Oh, want to keep my money, at Kenny? <laughs> What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. Yes, the final week of June is upon us. And as we head into a 4th of July weekend slash early week, as we get into the beginning of our true summer season, and as we enjoy what we have going on here as we hit the halfway point of the year. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations as well as Facebook at Productive Conversations. And check us out on YouTube as well at Productive Conversations. So today's show, we are focusing on the NBA. The NBA draft took place last week. We know who was picked. We know where Victor Wembeyama's going, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, all of that good stuff taking place. So we are going to dive deep into that and react to the NBA draft. And then if you haven't noticed, there have been a lot of player movements as NBA free agency officially begins as we start a summer of NBA movement, NBA player movement. We have to get into the moves that have been made so far. Bradley Beal to the Suns. Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics. Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. Chris Middleton opted out of his deal. Draymond Green is a free agent. Lots to do, lots to dive into, lots to soak in as we head into another very good week of the Productive Conversations podcast. So the crew is here today. We have pretty much a full crew. We have Hayden. We have fresh faces. Alex Young is here. And we have Alex Ranelio joining us for the first time in a long time talking NBA. His forte is college basketball. And of course, he's always welcomed for the NBA crew. So Alex Ranelio is joining us after a few months off. And yeah, we're going to enjoy this, everybody. We are going to enjoy this. It's a very good show. So let's soak it all in. Let's talk all the big moves that are happening in the NBA. Let's do it, guys. Alex, A. Young, Fresh Faces, Hayden. It's your guys' turn. Let us talk NBA player movement. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. So much happening in the NBA recently. The NBA draft was this past Thursday. We had some prick. We had some picks. No, there goes a soundbite. We have some picks that, um, you know, was pretty self-explanatory and expected there. But um, maybe we saw some future stars that we haven't heard yet. 
and they're on the brink of greatness, like Nikola Jokic, late second round pick, and look what happened there. But the NBA draft was this past weekend. So much player movement all over the place, whether it's players getting traded and people opting out of contracts. A lot of good stuff happened in the NBA. We have an action-packed show for you to discuss all of it. Today's show, Hayden Nadler, Fresh Faces, New Ideas, Alex Young, and Alex Renelia joined us for the first time in a long time. What is up, everybody? What up? Going up. Action Pack Night. Happy to see everybody. Let's go. Action Pack Night, indeed. So let us start with the NBA draft that took place on Thursday night, this past Thursday night from the Barclays Center. Before anything goes down, why don't we talk with somebody who was actually there? Alex Young, before we talk about the picks themselves and before we uh, get our expert opinions out there, tell us about your experience at the Barclays Center watching the 2023 NBA draft. Yeah, uh, it was a great experience. I was down at Social Row, so a little bit away from the draft, but uh, got to meet the whole class. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, but the atmosphere was crazy. I went up to the first floor right before Victor's name was called. Uh, the place was rocking. It was awesome to see. Uh, it was cool to be there. It's part of history. Um, a very historic draft. You felt that even downstairs, people running around. You see all these different reporters and, and celebrities walking around. Everyone wanted to be there. It was a really, really cool time. Um, and yeah, I'll dive into, you know, talk about the class and what I was kind of doing there. I was, I was helping out with a shoot that we did that's been getting posted um, on, on social media and stuff, but uh, got to meet the rookie class and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, really, really cool time. Uh, Barclays, I think, is a great spot for the draft. I'm also a big proponent of that it should move to different places, but uh, the Barclays crowd was very into it once Adam Silver was up there for pick number one. And uh, it, you definitely felt the excitement in the air for, throughout the night. I love to hear it. And we are very proud of what you're doing with the NBA and getting to go to these events, Alex. Some amazing stuff and keep up that great work. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. So let us dive into the draft itself. Uh, let's start from, let's talk about, you know, some of the, uh, Let's talk about some individual players at first and we can hit on who has potential. It's hard to say who's a winner and loser. I mean, we can, but, um, but you know, anything can happen in any draft anywhere, but focusing on the 2023 NBA draft, obviously pick number one was Victor Wembayama. He was picked from France um, at the Metropolitan's 92 team specifically. People are talking about how this is the next big thing. We've been talking about it for weeks. We have a Spurs fan to represent that fan base. And obviously, Victor going number one isn't big news. But I have to start with this with faces over here. There was a tweet, a publicity a publicity shoot of Victor, you know, shooting, and he looked really, really bad. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Something's not. Oh man, he's is he away. in denial? He's in this? denial. He's in denial. Well, I'm sure he'll come back to uh, defend what he has to say, but. I don't know. Did you guys see this tweet of yep. it was like a promotional of you know Victor missing? I mean, open he was just he missed he missed two shots. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, I was kind of I was, was kind of like even 
I'm it's kind like, of even laughing that you're bringing this up. The guy missed like two shots, you know. But like, it's also it's also he's in front of all these people. It's all the pressure there. I mean, come on, like I, I oh, it's, it's, a Rockets fan faked the video. That's what happened. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's literally but, the Rockets. It also is. It, it was Twitter. just unbelievable how easy it is for him to dunk. Like he literally didn't yeah. even have to jump. You don't have to jump. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. yeah. Hold on, let me get this. The Rockets fans are literally salty as fuck that they didn't get Victor because they thought he was coming. And they're just losing their shit on Twitter. The man has basically been awake for like four straight days. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he, was, yeah. he threw out the first pitch that he got drafted. That he was in. He had like a huge. He thing was in France game. in the LNB finals. He will forget about that. He literally played game three of the LNB finals. His team lost the championship, and he was immediately on a plane the next morning or whenever it was. Like he literally yeah. was like, done next morning in New York City doing all the stuff that we saw. Do you guys think yeah. he's like a little like too hyped though? Because this is like the most this is the most hyped NBA player I ever can remember in my lifetime. Probably next to LeBron, this is probably the most hyped number one pick I can ever remember. I thought Zion was was hyped up pretty pretty oh, big over uh, over this guy. Absolutely not. Not like uh, this. No, no, not like Jordan. But I'm comparing like Victor Vignano like Jordan right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, and and this is just because. I saw a lot of his games on the NBA app. There's a reason why there's a lot of hype because we've never seen someone like him before, but uh, I think the hype's warranted, but is there a lot of pressure on him right away? Yes. I'm being honest with you. He's a little lanky. It looks like he's going to kind of get bullied in the paint. Well, that's, that's that's the thing. Me me and face has talked about this before. And that was the key thing we talked about was that he definitely needs to add weight gradually as his career like goes on. They're not going to throw like 30 pounds at him right away because we've seen what happened to anyone above seven feet that if you add like 30 pounds straight away, they're going to, their feet are going to implode. Um, but that was the key thing, I think, for a lot of people, especially me who watched a lot of his games, that anytime there was anyone that was like six, that's nine, you see the Kenny Yeah. Like anyone that's like over 260 was just bullying him. They just can back him a bully. That's why when he faces the MBs, he faces Jokic. Yeah, he's probably going to get bullied. I think gradually over time they'll bulk him up. But yeah, he that's I think the key concern from for me at least watching is just what happens when he plays heavier set centers in the league. There's I mean, like there's like four heavy centers. Like this is in the nineties. Like there's like four no, heavy yeah. centers who he's got to worry about. It's Embiid. I mean the players Giannis like Steven Adams. Giannis and, at times he's probably gonna be messed well, up. Giannis they're gonna have the uh, player so- that he kind of reminds me of a little bit is Chet Holmgren. If Chet Holmgren gets stay healthy, that's who he kind of kind of was, reminds me of a little so bit. Was my comparison he's so much more fluid. He's, he is way f- more fluid. Chet Holmgren was averaging like twenty though before he got hurt. Chet Holmgren looked really good. If he's healthy, Chet Holmgren's gonna be a really good player. Yeah, yeah Chet is great it's in different. college. Victor but is, they is have a different, different skill goal. set. Like, yeah, well, Chet, Chet can space is like he has like an eight and a half foot wingspan, right, or something like that. It's something like that. Something ridiculous. But but like but like people forget like yeah, the the numbers don't look great for Wemby shooting, but again, he can space the floor. He has great handles for a guy who's seven four. Well, I mean, he ideally, pass, he's he he's going to be a guy who's going to get you two three blocks a game. He'll get you like yeah. ten rebounds. You know, I mean, he's going to be a guy I, who's going to dominate the paint. He's I not going to be a guy yeah. you could drive on. I think people already comparing him like i think didn't chris start say if he doesn't live up to, if he's not like hakeem olajuwon he like named like three hall of famers yeah, it failure. was like an absurd shit. yeah i was like don't not right away this like people are thinking right away this guy is gonna be no hall they gotta give him not. like a year give you a gotta give him a few years to adjust few i say years. i say my bar for him this season he has to be at least better than paolo bencaro's stats which he had 20 points and almost seven rebounds a game I would say he needs to have at least 20 and 10. 
at I'd least probably have a twenty and ten. Just I mean, like I mean, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily know if like Webb and Yama is going to be the guy who's going to have like a a big stats guy. I feel like he's going to be the type of guy that's going to get you like he's going to protect the the paint. You're going to be a, you're going to be a much better team defensively with with Webb and Yama, in my opinion. Yeah, but he could. That's the thing, though. It's like he can do a little bit of everything. So it's like he can rim protect, but you also need him to score. Like he, he yeah, can but it's also not like 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 we think of this is like a really good comparison to like young Timmy put up like insane yeah. stats. Yeah. Like, but he's still a like even like a regular Timmy game was he put up twenty twelve. Well, you yeah. know, two blocks. They'd win by fifteen. He would go home. Like, yeah. there's no reason he can't be doing like the next generation level version of this shit. Yeah. Like, no. obviously. And so this is this is something I talked about before, like the new CBA stuff came out. And yeah. We were like realizing what the what the um, the aprons were going to look like. I was like, yeah, they should go trade for DeAndre Ayton because you need that guy for those first couple of years while he develops and gets bigger. I don't know who that is now. Um, I think at this point, it's it's probably Brooke Lopez if they're going to sign somebody because they need to spend like seventeen million on yeah. Um, to hit the cap floor. So it's like, like a Brooke Lopez Grant Williams thing. I don't want to trade for uh uh what's what's his face? Uh Nurkic because he sucks. Um he's always hurt but, too. He's always yeah, hurt. But like if they got Steven Adams in some way, that would be fine. Or, or yeah. even like fucking Zach Collins. Like start Zach Collins and move and just don't have a nominal point guard. And like hey, he's not gonna like guard the biggest dudes. It's just not a skill set. I'm I'm fine with him. The dude, look, San Antonio has lost their shit over this guy. He seems like he's he's like very aware of where he is. There was that picture that is just like insane. It's it's him. It's uh, Duncan. It's uh, David Robinson. Uh, it's Manu, Bobby. right? Yeah, so that. Yeah. Like he's so much fucking bigger than them, and it's like, <laughs> like who else? Like think of the, like the people, like the the amount of like basketball brilliance this kid is going to absorb. Like yeah, for, oh yeah, he's in the perfect situation. Yeah, like like the what is what is the joke? The 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 Hornets version would be like Al Jefferson, like Deja Diop, yeah. Bismack Biyombo, yeah. and like Mesa Plumley. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like the which Hornets to be version. fair, like Al Jefferson for like two years was like an all star, and he was like getting uh, fringe MVP votes. Yeah, Al Jefferson had like a good five six year run, but yeah, that's good. not having what four. In that picture alone, is it three or all four of them Hall of Famers? There's three. Yeah, they're right. three out of four all, of them. Three right. out of four, right? Yeah. So you have that. Yeah, we do. I yeah. think there's what 15 rings in that picture. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah. Last Solid. thing. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about with Wimby before we uh, move to the next thing. Are we concerned at all? With him coming from what is the the league exactly? With that competition level, do you think he'll be able to easily adjust it to the highest level with the NBA? Uh, to me, because I like I said, I've been close to the situation. I know LNB. I know how he had it. He was playing for Mets ninety two, which they play like once a week. They played forties or so games, but he didn't play he as regularly. Yeah, it's like they didn't play regularly as regularly as some of the other teams in LNB. He's going to play 65 yeah. games this year. He, he so played, he can qualify yeah. to win yeah. Rookie of the Year. Career, yeah. And then it's not like that's what's going to happen. They're going to stay yeah. be very careful with it. He has a goal to play every game this year. I don't think he's going to do that. I think it's going to take there's him a not little a while. Yeah, chance yeah. He plays every they're game. Gonna, yeah, there's, I think they're going to gradually adjust to him just because his schedule it was way different than LMB, but he did play in every game in LMB this year. He was very, very good. Obviously they lost a the championship to a team that played uh in Euroleague and even Monaco. They're a very, very good team. Um but he played high level basketball. 
you don't have to worry about the competition. A lot of that talent is very good. There's former NBA guys in that league. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is going to be an adjustment for him early on, especially playing in a league that was he was only playing about once a week, two games maybe a week, if that. Um, so it's definitely going to be demanding and definitely going to be a learning curve. So I think San Antonio is going to ease him into it. I don't think they're going to rush him and have him play 35 minutes a night. I think he's going to get gradually more and more minutes as he gets more and more conditions to the league. He did say he's going to play in summer league, so I guess we'll see what they kind of plan <laughs> to have him there. We saw what happened with Paolo last year. He played a few summer league games and they rested him. He's, I wonder if Santa, yeah. the first two. Yeah, I think I think they're going to I think San Antonio for smart going to do the same thing that Orlando did with Paolo. They saw what he could do on the court. Okay, you're good. You know, you're ready to go and rest them. I think they're going to go through that same track. Um, but I definitely think uh, there are some concerns as from him getting adjusted and conditioning, but I think San Antonio is going to be very, 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 very smart with him and play him at limited minutes until he kind of gets, you know, adjusted to the NBA speed. And that's the yeah. other thing. Like if the first, because the first month of the season is, is absolute nonsense. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like people are out of shape. People don't know what the fuck mm. they're doing. They're like all over the place. Some guy is randomly hot. Like, remember, there was a month where uh, Eric Gordon shot 50% from the three-point range. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's all types of nonsense. If he sucks or he's, like, putting up, like, 15 and 8 and he's not looking great in the first month, people are going to be like, oh, he's a bust. It's like, guys played, like, 12 basketball games for, yeah. like, for the NBA. Like, give him a break. Like, yeah. that's what the – he's going to be have, like, a level of hype that yeah. is very good for him being in San Antonio with that, like, just, just don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is that the, it's, it's all about location. Like San Antonio, you're going to have the minimal amount of distractions possible. Especially <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's it. The best thing for an overseas guy. He's all hyped up. He's in a new environment. Like that's the best thing for him. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. It would have, it would, it would have probably been an interesting situation if we went to like New York or LA, where it would have been like the paparazzi. Oh man, if you going to New York or LA, they would have yeah. blowed the fucking roofs off. Yeah, yeah it would have been. So like, probably would have right. gotten hurt in ten minutes. You're probably right. right that the fact that that him going to San Antonio is, is actually a good thing. Even Golden State, I mean, God forbid they landed into that spot. Yeah, there's a lot of places he could have gone, where I think it would have been very, very chaotic, which is why it's kind of like perfect. You said- Houston's the number one worst place for him. Yeah. Well, that was the funny thing. I don't know if you guys remember, but when Houston got what they had fourth pick, when that got announced on lottery and they cut to Wemby and he fist pumped, you just knew, yeah. like he knew, like, okay, I saw, I saw that, that is yeah. not the scenario for me to be in. That's why and they're it's all mad. True. Yeah. Well, that too. But I mean, I but again, Houston's not in the best scenario. Who knows? Maybe he may changes things up. But yeah, that's well, also been, a lot they, of distractions been, in that. They're in too. a massive rebuild, yeah, Houston. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're a really bad one. Very yeah. much so. I want to talk about picks two through five really quick. Mm-hmm. Brandon Miller goes to the Charlotte Hornets at number two from Alabama. He's the only college player in this bunch. Scoot Henderson winds up going three to the Blazers from the G League Ignite. And then we have the Thompson brothers, Aman and Osar. Um, Aman's going to the Rockets and Osar's going to Detroit, both from the overtime elite. So with these four guys here, yeah, we could go all over the place first. Out of these four, who do you think is going to be the most successful? We'll, we'll ask the bold question from there. Asar. Who's going to have the best NBA career? Ooh, okay. I like Scoot Henderson. I, think, I was going to say, I'm Scoot. I'm, oh, I like yeah, Scoot yeah, Henderson Scoot, uh, with, with, with Dame Lillard. I think that's going to be a really good combo. I think, I think as things are now, 
I think Sar is in the most stable position out of all of those those mm. guys. Because like, we'll probably talk about this later, but Dame's probably getting traded at some point. It seems like like look, the worst thing that could have happened to Portland was the Hornets made the right decision and took Scoot, yeah. which they fucked up and didn't. Um, but now. Like now we have to like, and I'm sure we'll talk about like who was actually available and what was available for that pick. But I think in terms of a guy coming in to the most stable position where his role is so clear cut, it's a SAR. Assuming Kate is healthy, all he has to do is play defense and just yam on people. Like that's it. Um, Ahmed has to figure out how to deal with, uh, with whatever's going on in Houston and Brandon Miller, like, I'm sorry, but you're you're in Charlotte. It didn't matter who the fuck was going there. Like, they suck. But I'm well, they got with the, with with the new they got ownership um, changing, and they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff going on in Charlotte. It's I'm happy they 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 have the uh, the jail hornets. I think that, and I said this like six months ago, or yeah. whenever they the the pick came in, I said it would be the funniest thing to happen if they took Brandon Miller and he gets to play with Miles Bridges. Yeah, your knee. Yeah. Uh... I, I like I said I I like Sarge's game a lot. I like both Thompson twins game a lot. They both need to work on their jump shot. That's obviously their key thing, but they're probably the two most athletic in the draft. But I thought Scoot is the player that's going to make the second biggest impact behind Wembenyama. Um, so I I think he's going to be the most successful just because of how you know great of a guard he is. I, I'm just interested to see yeah what happens with Portland if they stick with Dame. And then there's reports that they taught he talked to the general manager today. But then his demands was like he didn't want to go to a stack team or he doesn't mm-hmm. want a stack team in Portland. It's like just make your just make up your damn mind. You know those Let's NBA be fucking guys. obvious. The answer is still Orlando. It's still Orlando is still the best team. But like he's not he's going to go to like Miami. Yeah, he wants to be. It's clear cut. He wants to be in Miami. Just 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 say uh, I want to go to Miami. I don't think any of us would be mad. Can he just make up his damn mind, please? Yeah, it's either Miami or, or the Nets. Like yeah, just like just. We understand both of them are on a st- like they're just going to fit a stalemate here on who doesn't want to look worse, and it's like someone just pull the trigger, please. Like just just do it because it's just getting really frustrating because we know it's like they don't want to both look bad, they don't want to piss off the fan base, but at the same time, it's like now's the time if you're Portland to do it. You have Scoot, who are if you if you really hope for it, could be the next Damian Lillard. He could be an NBA top like seventy five, whatever top one hundred. And- all those years down the line. But again, he could be a top player in the league. He's that good. I think he's that good. He has all the talent in the world. Or you just keep him and you try him and Dame work out together and you get some other pieces around. But this is just be made. They're but also I, like really tiny. Yeah. They got like really small guards. Well, like, that too. If, if you're not going to move Dame and you're not going to move Scoot, you're going to have to move Simon. You have to move You have to move one of the, the guards. You have to. You definitely have to move Simon. You have to get something to get this build going or retool or whatever you want to call it. Uh, they definitely have to do something because they have a plethora of guards. They're all small. They all have their issues, all that stuff. Um, but like I said, to answer your question, Matt, I think the one that's going to be the most successful out of the, the the other four, I think it's Scoot. But you know, I like Face's idea. Asar is probably to be the close second. I think in terms of who could be successful. Renelli, I want to know if you agree with me here as also someone who, especially versed in college ball, do you think Brandon Miller take away the legal issues? Do you think he could be the one who could be the best one out of those four? The one guy who played in the NCAA? 
So I would say yes, just in terms of intangibles and like his ability to like get to the rim and his versatility. But I just think that especially in this league, you're a product of your environment. And if you don't have a good ownership team and you don't have a good roster to build around you and good coaching leadership, I just think that you're, you're kind of doomed to fail right out the gate. I mean, when I watched that playoff run, I mean, when I watched that, that run in college, um, you know, with Bama being the one seed and whatnot, I just, I just don't particularly have a lot of faith that Nate Oates was the guy. And I feel like it's going to be kind of the same situation in the pros. And uh, it's too bad because I think he's one hell of a talent. Is Steve Clifford their coach again? Steve Clifford's uh, the coach for the um, – isn't he the coach of the Hornets? Yeah, yeah I think he yes. still is. I think he still is, yeah. 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 Steve Clifford is the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. If you were to take all these guys in the vacuum, I think that, like, Brandon Miller would probably be the best, like, in terms of total package outside of um, uh, outside of the number one pick. I just think that – he just is doomed with the with the, with his environment. I think all the like Detroit and all these other places, like yeah, they have their issues as well, but they're not like voluntarily like hurting themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I, and you look at Houston, they have Adoka, who I know off the court stuff that all we don't have full details of, but as a head coach, we know what he can do, right? He he's coached well, up well, young like. Like that was the other thing. Boston was kind of well, taking shots yeah. at. Like you wouldn't yeah, want you know, to. You wouldn't want to play with Lamelo Ball if you were. Uh, well, that's 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 that, that's, that's I, true. Like I think if Brandon Miller is looking at it positively, if you're looking at it as a fan, it's going to be a cool tandem to have Lamelo and Brandon Miller on the same team. I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be really cool as a one-two punch. But it's the same thing. It's the outside stuff, right? It's like yeah. we we've seen distractions with like Lamelo before. We've seen other distractions. The whole Miles Bridges situation. If you bring Miles Bridges back, that's a whole other topic, and we're not going to spend time on it right now. But that's a whole other thing. It's just like there's a lot of outside stuff. Is Steve Clifford the right guy? I don't necessarily know. They're selling the Michael Jordan's selling the team. It's like a whole bunch of changes. They, a whole I bunch actually of really like the, I really like their guard plan and uh. In Charlotte, actually, I think they have a lot of Rozier. I like actually. Yeah, like they, they have they I have like the Lamello, talent. Brandon Miller, they, they could they could be a very good team in actually. They, they have they have the talent to be solid. It's just like I don't know if they have the right people steering the ship. Like that's the thing. It's like in Houston, I could see it working because I think Adoka could potentially lead them and be a good coach for them. Well, Adoka, Same with Detroit. Adoka has his own problems going on from what he. Oh, yeah. had to... I'm more my issues with Houston are more the players than that too. I think you have like, to move on from Porter Jr. or something. You can't have all yeah, these. Yeah, I don't know if Jalen Green can be a winner. Like, like you thing. have to, you have to like play through Sangoon because, like, mm. at least as a fulcrum, he's more consistent than anything else they've done. Yeah. And look, they might have fucked um, uh, Jabari Smith too. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what, but yeah. and they got a lot of like he might be traded. Um, I, which, I, like, I, if you could buy low on him. I, would oh, yeah. I mean, I'll take a chance. I'll buy low on Jabari. I mean, I thought his second half of the year towards the end of last year, he was pretty solid. I think he was finally getting comfortable. But I, I agree with the Sangoon thing. They need to run their offense to Sangoon. But then if you look at, like I said, Detroit in this top five, you have Monty coming in. He has a lot of young talent. He's, Detroit's ceiling is like whether a, or not yeah, I, yeah. he's healthy. Exactly. And that, too. I think it's really important on what happens with Cade uh, and his injury history or if he can stay healthy. It's got to run through Cade, but they have all these – Young talent coming in. I they think like half. Yeah, I think half the roster is few, former lottery picks. If you look at it, 
I was seeing that the other day. It's like some crazy number. If you look at the well, yeah, Pistons they have roster, seven all centers and five guards. Yeah, yeah, too. But they but it's like all you know, all the, like the 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 you know the outcasts, the Wiseman, like, Marvin Bagley, the, the Island of yeah. Misfit Toys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like you know, there's all this young town. But they're all former castaway lottery picks. So it's like you know, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up with, with the Brandon Miller thing, you know, I was impressed when I. Met him in the rookie class. I know there's stuff off the court, but I have to say, meeting him, very nice kid. Uh, seems down to earth. So I hope everything works out with him and he stays out of trouble. Um, I think you learned from his mistakes. But I think, as I said, I think Charlotte, like, yeah, they have the talent to be solid, but it all depends on if they're getting led correctly and developed correctly. And I think that's the huge question mark coming out of Charlotte is like if they can be led in the right direction. Otherwise, it's just going to be like hero ball the whole time and it's just going to be an absolute mess yeah and you know this is your time to you know turn it around brandon miller we'll see what happens so also, regard- they're in a good spot for like charlotte because they're gonna have to pay Lamelo, but they're not gonna have to pay him like like 150 million dollars extra because he's not making any of the all nba teams or any That's of that shit. yeah he was hurt. yeah he was just hurt at the worst time he's like going off and then he just like <laughs> he just twists his ankle and he's out well, for like he, you know, 30 games. We, I don't even, I don't know how much more proof there is that like LaBelle could be the guy on the team. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, he's like, he's, he's funny. Insane. He's flashy. Yeah. But I don't know. He's fun to watch. It's just he has yeah. to stay healthy. I think if he gets a, a full season in, uh, I think people will be impressed with the numbers he can put up. But again, he always gets hurt at the worst times, which is another thing, too. It's a random argument, but like all these guys are getting ankle injuries, they all wear low tops. Can we just like have a thing where everyone has mid or high tops going forward? Because I'm getting really yeah, frustrated with, never wear, with never all wear these six foot, like five plus guys all wearing low tops, and then they slip on a shoe, and you have you you wonder why their ankles are in two pieces at the end of it because they're wearing low tops. We need to like, yeah, what is Gordon Haywood wearing? He would know about ankle injuries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just crazy to me that these taller NBA players all feel comfortable wearing low tops. I'm like, just please. I'm six foot four. I stopped wearing low tops in middle school because I kept on twisting my ankle and being out yeah. forever. And I went to high tops and I've been fine ever since I've been fine ever since. So NBA players, listen to me, stop wearing low tops. If you're like six, five and taller, please, <laughs> please. Especially you, LaMelo. It always happens with LaMelo. He slips out his shoe on the three point line. And then he, he's out yeah, for like two anybody months. Who would, if there's anybody who would know about like shoe issues, since I'm pretty sure I think of the general theories that the big bowler brand shoes like yeah. destroyed Lonzo's knees. Yeah, that's why he's like never yeah. playing basketball yeah. again. Yeah. Like you would think he would be a little more conscious of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all a marketing ploy until you ruin your best asset. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty well, the same like Grant Hill. Grant Hill said he, if he had yeah. gone back, he would have worn different shoes. Yeah. Simple as that. It's all in the shoes. So, um, Let's just hit on a few, on a couple more draft things, then we'll move on to the, some of the player movement. So, Alex Ranelio on this one, especially for someone again who soaks in a lot of college balls. What other draft prospects are you really interested to see? Is it Jordan Hawkins, your boy from UConn, go into the Pelicans? Is it people like Jamie Jacquez go into um, the Heat from a very successful UCLA career? Is it Cam Whitmore, who was drafted very low in the draft at 20? He is also going to the Rockets. Um, who are these other people who have stand out that 
um, we haven't mentioned already. And then well, feel free for everyone else to uh, give yeah. who they are impressed as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm going to be a homer for Hawkins just because I like everything that he's built. Like he, he's got the character. He's got the intangibles. He's got the, you know, the off the off ball pursuit of the, um, you know, pursuit of the shot. And he just knows how to, he, he he's got a lot of reality in, in him in terms of the right circumstance and the best practices off ball. And I think that in New Orleans with that system and the team that they've built there in short order, I think that he's going to thrive almost immediately. I think that he was probably one of the most um, draft ready going into the draft. But I mean, like, again, it's all about fit. I, I, I think that um, like, li- like lively from Duke, I think like with thunder, with them having an open check checkbook, I think that he could thrive. Um, I think that there's a lot of um, opportunity for Keanu George with Utah because of how broad their, their spectrum with their wide open cap as well. Um, so I just think I, and then all the guys that you've mentioned, like, I think that there's a ton of potential towards the uh, middle and bottom half of the first round. But um, my guy definitely would probably be, would be Hawkins, especially like short-term success and just overall, overall longevity. And we always can love I, a player who made it George to the real end. Quick? Like yeah. Keontae George, I want them to like put him everywhere. I want him to be incredibly visible for just the very, like very blatant reason of like cynicism. So there's a, um, there was a group of dumb fucks who created a, a documentary called Died Suddenly. And it was basically how they tried to pretend that the uh, COVID vaccine was just randomly killing people. And one of the, the clips from that was when Keontae George got sick and he collapsed on the court. Are you talking and about like, Keontae, yeah, isn't, it, isn't it Keontae Johnson from uh, Florida? Are you talking about the same guy or Kansas State? No, no, no it's the, the the kid who just got drafted. Um, yeah, okay. I'm thinking of another guy, but because then Keontae. Yeah, yeah Keontae like, George, who was like, picked at in, 16. Okay. Yeah, it was him in this, and and they're like, yeah, and nobody, nobody ever acknowledged like, like they, like everybody in that documentary who they said die, is still well and alive, and like I think that just like on its face is something that needs to be recognized, especially like, like, like just making him a visible person, be like, hey, these people are insane, like just so somebody else could say, it. like somebody like me could say, it. that that's hmm. um as for like, I I cannot. This is my biggest gripe with the. Um, with a player who got drafted, I don't like the eleventh pick. I, it should have been Grady Dick. I think Jed Howard, it, who went to like, Orlando. Yeah, I liked I like Anthony Black um, in Orlando. They have too many fucking guards, and they all kind of suck. Um, and they can't shoot. So why wouldn't you pick Grady Dick, who's a better shooter? Like that's my thing. Like, um, I agree. I mean, I, uh, I just think that was probably the worst pick of the night. Like would be at least in the water, right? Like if you're not going to swing for that, Frank, like that's got to be the worst one. Uh, I'm going to go yeah. actually one of the pick that I think is one of the best in the draft that I don't think anyone's talking about. Um, Keontae Johnson from Florida. Um, he's actually one. He was one of the best college players uh, before he. He was the guy who came back from the heart where he passed out on the court. Um, he was actually averaging 17 or 19, 18 a game for Florida and Kansas State. Um, last year, recently, he just led them to Elite Eight, I believe. With um, no, that's for, what I'm talking about. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Keontae Johnson. Yeah, he's like he's awesome. He got drafted in the second round uh, by um, OKC. Actually, I think he's going to be an awesome player. Actually, um, I think with him, with Charles Gilchrist, and then if they get home game, they're going to have they're going to have a really good team. Actually, they got him in the second round, the 50th pick. That he's he might be the best player in the draft. Actually, 
uh, if he can stay healthy and get cleared by the doctors with his heart problems. Um, he's going to be an absolute stud. So um, I actually thought that was an absolutely great pick. Um, and I was also shocked that guys like Drew Timmy and uh, Sonogo got undrafted. Um, I saw the Bucks picked up uh, Drew Timmy. He was one of the best centers in the league, finalist for the Wooden Award. I guess Zaga was truthfully a beast when he was in college. So just shocked that he, he went undrafted and the Bucks were able to snag him. That, that could be a very good selection. And, yeah, uh, I don't understand how he could have been a backup. Like, he's not going to be a star in the NBA, and I understand the game. Like, he's not a great yeah. shooter. He was like a good passer, and he was good at the lo- – like, he could anchor a second unit um, type of thing. Yeah, the no, other, I, the other I was just shocked is- he went undrafted there. That was that was really surprising to me. And then Sonogo, too, from UConn. I was surprised yeah. he went undrafted as well. The the, the second-round guy that, like, I'm very excited for is Imani Bates. Like, oh, Imani mm-hmm. Bates, like, yeah, 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 from Cleveland? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to be good. Like, assuming he can be – like what? What's he's he's not going to be anything like he was hyped to be. Like like that ship is gone. But there's no reason he couldn't be like a good NBA player. And he's a player that they kind of need, like a wing guy who could play defense and and score because they don't really have like a, a combo type. So like as a second round flyer, fuck it. Like that's that's a good pick. Yeah, I was I was with you on that with Amani Bates. A little bit of maybe his off court issues, but if he can get those settled, he's definitely got the talent. Well, also like he kind of sucked. In Eastern, wherever he was, like he was. He was averaging eighteen a game at Eastern Michigan. He was he was actually pretty good at Eastern Michigan. He had good numbers. Big people thought uh, for for that, um, but I agree with the Jet Howard thing that the faces brought up. I thought that was the first head scratcher of the night, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a solid player, but I think that that the Magic could have gone a different direction, especially potentially getting like Grady Dick, who I was. Impressed with not only because of his suit game at the draft, but just as a person, he's really down earth. Um, I guess he had my, the best suit, right? He did. Have, he, oh my god, his out, suit out of him and Scoot Henderson are my top two looks of the night, <laughs> easily, easily. Uh, but it was definitely Grady led the way. My my pick that I really liked a lot was Houston. What we talked about briefly was Cam Whitmore at twenty. I think that was a yeah, really that's... really good value pick. Um, for Houston, I know Matt, you brought it up. Um, I just really like everything. I was surprised he fell to 20. I, I thought he was going to be top 10 for sure. Um, so, you know, Houston got uh, really good value there. Super athletic. Um, that For my second round selection, I think Minnesota shockingly did very well on getting landing Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite. Same thing. I thought he could have been a lottery to low end first round pick. They got him at 33. Um, he has a different kind of style it's kind of weird but he's a big dude um definitely have mortar he could you know work really well i think on that team so those are my two i think from the first round and the second round that i i really like like i said cam whitmore to houston i think it's gonna work out i know houston's kind of weird but i just like cam whitmore's game i think he kind of works he's at everything there and like i said leonard miller i think with minnesota i think you give him some time to develop a little bit i think him and anthony edwards together can be a really fun kind of duo yep and yeah, I when think the Spurs traded that pick. I stopped watching. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna watch till 33 because I'm not going to say no 44. But then I <laughs> traded. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that? And people said that this was a very talented draft, even if the presentation was a little boring. People really expect the 2023 class to do something. Hopefully, it's more of that, closer to an 04 draft class instead of a 2000 draft class, and let us see where everything lies. Now, let's focus there, on some no play- way it's a 2000 draft class. Like, like that <laughs> shit is... At least Victor and Scoot are going to make an all-star team. 
At the very least. At, at the least. least. You're going to have at least like, two, you would hope. Yeah. If there's more, then it's going to get talked about as like in terms of greatest classes yeah. of all time. I also think Dallas did very well in this draft. Like, yeah, um, I think Dallas did well too. They, you, they were smart. What do you guys think about uh, the Nets getting two picks back to back? I I have no idea who the fuck they took. Like, I know I just don't know like how good those guys are in comparison to anything. I else. completely I completely blanked. On oh, Noah else. Clowney and Dariq Whitehead. I actually have, <laughs> I remember his Whitehead. Eric Whitehead. Dariq Dariq could be really solid though. Dariq could he has the potential to be solid. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Who was their other pick? It was what? It was a uh, Clowney. Noah Clowney. Clowney. Yeah, I mean both both. Eh, I think Dariq is the better of the two, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have to see. Late first round picks usually take a few years to develop. That's what I tell everyone. Give it like you know two or three years, and we can we can talk and, also, and see how they pan out. And also, they're a team in kind of flux that you, yeah. we're not entirely sure who's going to be on the team in a couple years anyway. Like, they may not be on the team in two weeks when they trade it for Dame. Like, Probably. like you, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a little hard. Although they've had, they've done pretty well with their late round picks. They had Jared yeah. Allen, who was a late round pick. They had um, what's his face, Claxton, Claxton. Uh, and Thomas. Yeah, um, were good. So they've done you know relatively done well. They know yeah, you can should trust talent. Sean Marks for yeah. the most they part. Know, they know the belt. Of course, you can trust Sean Marks. Well, hold on, like yes, you can trust him and draft. No. Like <laughs> there was there was no reason for him to trade Jared out. That like, that was. A, they were they immediately regretted that decision right after they made that trade. But that's that's another story for another day. Know what happens? And uh, the Mets lose. You know the Mets lost quickly. The Brewers were zero for eleven with runners in scoring position, and they still won. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I, I can't watch. That's right. I'm happy that YouTube TV is losing S and Y. Supposedly, of course, it's at the bottom of my <laughs> lost street. sixteen of They're their last twenty-one. July 1st, uh... So maybe I'm better off just not having right. it on YouTube TV. Well, they're 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 entering must end the season Mets. That's what they're entering. Uh, what a joke. Um. So back to basketball. So let us talk about the players who have been drafted and have kicked off a summer of lots of movement. At first, when we saw, like, we were talking in like February and March. Oh, this this who cares about this free agent class? But um, yeah, you know now so things. But now things have definitely been moving. Lots of trades have taking place. And I think we're about to get a good summer for us all to enjoy. So let's talk about some of the moves that have been made already. Why don't we talk about one of the more interesting ones? And all right, right here. Bradley Beal, guys. Oh, my God. That deal, they're going to give up like 150 points a game. That, like they have three guys who can score in the rest of They have no depth. They have no guys. I'm sorry, neither, none, none of those three guys, Booker, Durant, or Beal, really plays any defense. They're Booker's gonna, gotten better at defense. Yeah, but they're, they're not like they're not the Warriors for some they're time. They're not like they're not yeah. like defensive players like those three. They're going to give up like 150. They're going to give up so many points. I mean, they, they, they better score like 140 a game if they're going to win games. They, 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 those three they, players, no yeah. one else after that. They definitely need depth, and which is why it's weird that the reports i'm fine with the deal i, I think yeah and let me just say really much. quick yeah, deal. Say it's, a, it's a good, good deal. it's yeah. a good big three but i mean you know teams yeah. have Is tried to 
Just just for people to it's know the good. deal, the good. Wizards traded Beal along with Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd to the Phoenix Suns for a package that included four first-round pick swaps, six second-round swaps, Landry Shamit and Chris Paul. We will focus on Chris Paul to the Warriors a little later on, but on this with Bradley Beal to the Suns, I'm seeing people feeling... Um, is this another example of a big three being made, hyping people up, but then being disappointing? Because um, uh, I mentioned how, you know, is the formula of going to get three superstars yeah. going to be worth it? We saw the Heat make a push, and even the the Nuggets, they don't have a big three, and they're the champions. But the Suns are going to do it again. Because why? Yeah. Whether it's just to do, if they just want to do it for ticket sales, if they just want to um, get, if they want to just go crazy in the marketing department, you can definitely accomplish that. But I definitely want to hear on what I'm hearing about how if this is just going to be good basketball for them. Uh, I, I, the thing I'm confused about is that the news that they're planning on keeping them. I have no idea now what this luxury task faces has more of an idea on this, but like, I don't know how you can keep four near max guys on the, on the books. You like that. You can't like there's, they're over the cap. They're going to yeah. be over the cap. That's so why they're going to sign. You have to pay a bunch of penalties, like really like a crazy amount. So no, so the, the way that works is you have to be over the cap for multiple years. Okay. So if they're over the, the double, the second apron, they, they can't use their mid-level. They can't trade picks more than seven years out, which don't matter because yeah. as of right now, the Suns do not have a draft pick Perfect, in the first yeah. or second round till 2031. Yeah. Um. Uh. They can't. Um. Supposedly, they can't buyout guys. Supposedly, I'm hearing they want to. They want to facilitate a deal with the Sixers and the Mavs. Supposedly. Yeah, we can talk about that yeah. too. But like, they, they, the problem I have with this is Beal doesn't solve any of their problems. No. And and like, granted, the Wizards were kind of fucked by having giving him a no trade clause. So like, they really couldn't send him to that many places. So they got all those picks. Which look. Similar to having the the Nets having the 2029 um, Mavs pick, those picks in like 2027, 2028 ish range for the Suns are really good because this team does not have a seven year window. They have maybe a three year window. Yeah. Um. So they don't have the type of like distance, and they can't. They like they can't afford anybody. The idea is, oh, we're gonna flip Aiton into other pieces and then figure it out. Like they can re-sign a couple other guys, like um, uh, Landell and I think uh, Tory Craig. But you don't have a wing that's gonna defend anybody. You don't have a, really like a backup. You don't have a point guard. Like, period. Like I guess campaign maybe. Um, yeah. But they don't have any depth. Their issue before was depth. Adding Bradley. So if you take this and you say, okay, we put Bradley Beal in Chris Paul's spot, do we beat this this Nuggets team? And the answer is no. No. <laughs> like, no. yeah, it's cool no. that you got um you got Bradley Beal, but you can't, he's not a flippable asset. You can't flip Bradley Beal in two years yeah. because he still has no trade clause. And uh that's just how it's it's working like that. And then like Bradley Beal, like, is not that guy. Like, like, okay, you know, what, what, what are we hoping for him to stand in the corner? He's like, he's an okay ball handler. Like, he's he's gonna stand in the corner, shoot threes. Like, you're paying two hundred and fifty million dollars for, for, like, like it's Bradley Beal, but like, it's more of a name than any. Like, he he's never won anything. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think it's a weird 
fit. I, I think it'll work just because of Booker and Durant and him, and they're all going to get theirs. They're all going to score 20-plus a night and all that stuff. I It's just weird, like I said before, that they're getting reports that they're keeping it in, and I don't know how you're going to bother to do that. I would flip Aiden right now and get as many assets, like player assets as you could possibly can to get oh. this depth of this team. Unless they just add a bunch of old guys. And that we saw what the Lakers did right after the bubble, getting all the old guys, and that didn't work out. So I don't see how things go the rest of the roster. Who's going to trade for eight? Like, like what what is the the math? I'm hearing the math. I I would think think Dallas would be interested. Okay, so you're going to get, what, Tim Hardaway Jr. and, like, a couple of their big men. I don't think you're getting Kyrie. No. I'm kidding. Um, I, I would think they would get, like, you just have to get, and if Some I'm Dallas, I don't think I would. I make the trade for eight. You have Derek Lively, who yeah, you can There's arguably do most of what he does That's cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, like, I can you sign it? You can't sign and trade Christian Wood because you can't trade him till like January. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like, I, I think Aiden's the wrong move for Dallas. So like, where would Indiana he, like, go after him? Would Indiana, although like, would they potentially? I wouldn't go with like, it. Miles Turner. I, I, I think and, Charlotte. And Charlotte, could you Charlotte. do Aiden for? Um, I I don't fucking know. Kai Jones and and uh, James Booknight. Well, Who knows? You, I think you'd have to throw. You'd probably be like Gordon Hayward and. Uh, There'd and, be like, contracts and other things to match. Yeah. I mean, I would still take a flyer on Kai Jones if like they were offering it. Because you have no you have no depth, so if you could get a young cheap asset, you got to use that young cheap asset. Like, but this was this was like it's a trade in like oh we got Bradley Beal and now we're a big three. But like the problem with that is you needed uh, uh, players that complement each other, and they don't. Like part of the reason Miami was so successful is they complemented each other. Part of the reason Golden State was so successful is they cop they complemented it. The reason the Spurs are the winningest trio in history is they complemented each other. Like these players, they just don't. And now, like this is probably the most I just bought a team and I want to win now, ever. Like like this is in Matt all likelihood right in the next CBA there is going to be a Matt Ishbia rule <laughs> in the same way that like the Steve like, Cohen rule in baseball or the um the 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 Stephen rule. That you can't trade a pick um, every other the the back to back years. Yeah. You can do pick swaps, which is essentially the same thing. But like, it, like we're probably going to see a rule like that. Um, well, maybe, maybe this. yeah. I mean, I mean, this whole like idea of, of buying you know your championship with the big three. Like, I don't even think that that's even plausible with this with this set of three because I think the best case scenario you can make, kind of like what you guys alluded to, is that he's kind of just you know. Getting getting that Chris Paul contract off the books was like the best case in exchange for getting Beal in there, and but he he serves the same purpose that that uh, contract is so do. terrible. It's and, they're gonna be paying Beal really like sixty million dollars in twenty twenty seven or some shit. Yeah, like Bradley Beal is really not bad. worth like even no, no, half of. He's not worth it. I'm just making the case versus Chris Paul, you know, as the alternative. But but this is but that's yeah. like the same thing that fucking I'm sorry. That's like the same thing that um, Isaiah Thomas did when he was with the Knicks, where he said, look, when you have a um, an expiring contract, it's an asset. But the problem is you would <laughs> trade that asset for a shittier asset. And that's what they did here. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. they also have your window as well. But their window didn't change. Yeah, I think yeah. they have a window so, for sure, but, but they like, just a one year window. But, 
Well, no, I I think it's like two or three years at most. It, but it, it depends on how healthy Durant it, it, is. Like it, 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 it's, and it's also Beal because Beal has his injury history too. I think it's really those two. But it's like the same thing is like Beal, like they all kind of play in the same space, which is why I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to work because they're all kind yeah. of like decent mid-range I, guys. I think... and Beal can attack, but like at the same time, Booker can attack. It's all kind of weird. So that's what's like. Does this move make them – compete with the Nuggets to me no like I really don't see them I, I think they're going to have their struggles and the deficiencies and that Nuggets are going to use it and expose them and I think a lot of teams are I mean they're- if you're asking me who actually going back to DeAndre and I think the Grizzlies could be in play for him actually yeah uh, yeah I yeah I, I could see that too but who I, I don't I, I, with I, Adams I, and a couple other things right what about, what about Portland but yeah but, Portland but like but would that make Dame happy? Like, yeah, is that the move that keeps you're him happy? Have to give up. You can well, if, if you're if you're trading with Portland, you're taking Nurkic back, and they don't want Nurkic. They don't want, yeah. And well, they're gonna like, want what? Think like they probably want Simons, or do you think they want Simons or? They would probably Simons would have to be like the key of it, and then yeah, I, I don't even know who else they have. Like, they're not what? gonna give up Sharp. They're not gonna get like Sharp and and um, Sharp Dame and uh, what's his face. Um, and Scooter off are off limits for like a, an eight and trade. He's not worth that. Yeah. Like, well, I think if, if, you wanted, the if you want to ship Nurkic out of town, like that would be the easiest way to do it. Yeah, but that's assuming that like. And would they also want to trade to the Western Conference? That's another thing too. Like, I, honestly, I don't care. I don't think Aiden's enough of a threat that it bothers them. I think they just need that's as it. many assets, and I don't think that they have any assets. Like, especially because for Portland, it's got to be we got to go big for Dane. And oh, now that we're talking about it, it's like, okay, well, Siakam's not going anywhere. You're not going to get Zion this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could have gotten Brandon Ingram. You're not getting Paul George. Like, who who is left? Yeah. Like, who, like, like who realistically is – like, this is the problem that Dame needs to understand is there's nobody out there who's going to immediately change this team. Like, could you get Cat? Could you – could, like – could you flip Cat? Could you get like for 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 Scoot and and Nurkic and Simons? If I if I'm fucking um, uh, uh, Minnesota, I'm saying yes. Like if I could turn Cat into Scoot, and then he's on a similar timeline to Anthony Edwards, and we could you know wait out okay. a couple of years for the Gobert disaster, like that would be a good trade for them. Yeah. Because they just need to reshuffle. They're not necessarily dead in the water, Minnesota. They just need like to move that timeline up. Well, they need, the to, they need to not have done the Gobert trick. Of that course. Too. Yeah. Well, they they, uh, they were going like the old school twin towers approach. It, it was not a nice. It was not a good idea. As no, I mentioned, not, they had like a, an interesting good team. Like Anthony Edwards is fucking awesome. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony oh, Edwards man. is pretty good. I'll, I'll give you Anthony Edwards. And he's exciting too. Yeah, I think him and Scoot would be like. Is it is that arguably like the most athletic backcourt we've ever seen? Him and if he played with Scoot. Uh, I think about it. It's a mouthful. Because uh, because Scoot is basically the the, the is like uh, they're arguing. They're saying he's like a cross between Baby Derrick Rose and, De- and Russell Westbrook, and we've already know how fucking athletic Anthony Edwards is. Yeah, ice. Nice. I mean, obviously, the issue with that team is they can't they can't shoot for dick. Like if you trade cat, like they they cannot shoot at all. Yeah, Nas. 
Does not he? Great. <laughs> he can she can space the floor a little bit. And my colleague can. As I mentioned with that deal, Chris Paul went to the Wizards, and then the Warriors traded with the Wizards. Jordan Peele goes to Washington. CP3 goes to Golden State. Interesting stuff there. First with CP3. Is he going to be playing off the bench? Is he going to... uh, Do we see him making any impact with the Warriors? Can he be the, the key to having them win their fifth championship in the Steph Curry era? No. They're still just going to be there. I I think it's, it's like, it's a really interesting thing. And I don't, but I don't think he's better than than nuggets. It's look, Chris Paul's going to have to change. Like he has to be the one to shift because this team's already proven that they can do it. And Chris Paul's never done it. So they're going to have to like figure out how to, to reorient him. But I mean, yeah, I think it would, it would certainly, extend his career mm-hmm. and probably steps because they would be able to to get more time off. The question is like he doesn't change the needle in, you know, how you're gonna deal with, with Denver. And like it's like, oh they got Chris Paul, but like Chris Paul hasn't been Chris Paul in like a couple of years. Yeah. If Ever this since was that, more uh, about series in Houston, we get this is more end. about like getting under the tax. Like you you traded um, you traded Jordan Poole at a longer deal. Chris Paul's expiring. Um, they can figure it out next year. They have to re-sign Draymond. They have to re-sign Clay. There's a Wiggins extension coming up. Like they're already like the the, the cap was designed to fuck over Golden State. So they're mm-hmm. they're the ones who have, they're like trying to figure it out. And that's why they have and, a new GM didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, well, they're still going to have to because they're going to have to. Tr- like I don't know if we're talking about like where free agents should go. Like if Draymond doesn't come back, oh yeah, like, we we, we have a narr- we have a segment for that, so don't worry. Okay, so I'll talk about that. But like, they, I have to assume that Draymond and Clay still think they're getting somewhere in the the, the thirty to forty million a year deal. Yeah, right. And like, you just can't like 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 legacy deals like that just fuck your team. Like Clay is not worth that. Anymore. No. I wonder if but he like, understands that. You know, for if. If we're gonna go back to the eighties and we had the in the um for the Celtics in that dynasty, they acquire a uh, aging but Hall of Fame star, Bill Walton. He's the uh he's on the bench for Robert Parrish. And um so if that's the center version of uh having two Hall of Fame players who still have something left to contribute to could to a championship team and um Robert Parrish and uh, Bill Walton. Is this the uh, guard version of Steph and Chris Paul? Let's well, say Gary Payton go to the Lakers. Same thing. Yeah. They didn't want a championship. I know, but I mean, sure they would. Well, 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 Gary Payton. They made the finals. Well, that year. Gary, Gary Payton. Yeah. Gary Payton finally won with Miami. Right? He won with Miami. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was old man Jason Williams on that team too? Uh, or was Jason? Was Jason? Who was on that? I don't yeah, remember. Jason Williams was on that was team. On yeah. team too. Yeah, it was like was such a bizarre Alonzo, team. Alonzo Moore. Back at it. Yeah, that team is like uh, interesting. Talk about the 06. Yeah, the 06 Miami, Miami Heat. They're this like a very bizarre team. The, other than obviously Wade and Shaq, when you look at some of the other people and you're like, wait, oh, yeah. they were on the 06 Miami Heat. I don't remember that. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's a good comparison, Matt. I would think. I mean, it mm. could be, is but we, they have to win first off. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they 
have if they have sets where they have Paul and and Curry on the court at the same time, I think they're gonna have that. It's not gonna be the death lineup of old when they went small ball and they're just running people in the ground and chucking up threes and doing all that. Um but I think Chris Ball, hopefully, he is a good leader. I hope he realizes at the point of his career that him coming off the bench is actually going to be more beneficial to his career and the team with him logging less minutes and them kind of controlling it because we know come playoff time, every single year for the past, like, four years, he somehow pulls something in his leg at the most inconvenient time possible. <laughs> so you put the last miles on him, I think it's going to be beneficial. Um, I know some people are – kind of saying, you know, is his ego going to get in the way? I don't think so. Um, we've seen this once before when he got traded to OKC, and that was a very young team, and he took them under his, their wing. And it wasn't just about him. It was about developing the team and, and winning. Um, and that team had like a 4% chance to make the postseason. The next thing you know, they did, and they had a very successful year. And, and I think we you can see the the trajectory of Shea Gills Alexander directly because Chris Paul was his mentor for that year. Um, so I think he comes into a great situation. I don't think his ego is going away. I think he's a really good leader. He's a really good locker room guy. Um, and I know we're going to talk the Wizards side in a second, and I'm getting Jordan Poole because I think I really like that idea. Um, but – you know, I think this is going to be beneficial for Chris Paul. Uh, I'm interested to see, like I said, the sets they run. Um, and that second unit, they have a lot of young talent that could potentially, you know, play. I think Chris Paul and Jonathan could make it together. It could be really kind of fun to watch and some of the young talent there. So I think it's a good pickup for Golden State. They're not going to be the same team. They are getting older. I don't think they're going to run people into the ground anymore. But I think it's going to be cool to see Chris have the typical Warriors, you know, kind of offense where they do run around with Curry and Clay and all of them around the court but then kind of slow things down with Chris Paul and kind of have teams confused on what's really going to be showing. Again, having a team with two different looks offensively is going to be interesting. I agree. And you know who was on that 2006 Miami Heat team? Dallas Haslam. (laughs) Who played just a few in the finals. Congratulations (laughs) on a great career, Udonis. Congratulations. (laughs) He did have a great career. He played like 20 years, Udonis. Oldest player to play in the finals. There we go. The last like six, he yeah, he was he was, he was, he was he like ten more NBA minutes yeah. than we yeah. did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the guy lasted, you know, yeah. years. Crazy. Congratulations to him. I mean, crazy. They're gonna retire his number. They're gonna retire his number. Did, they, did they? Did he set? He didn't set the record for longest tenure with a team, though, right? Uh, he was with the, one team for twenty years. They, yeah. Wayne Wade has called so. has said, Udonis Haslam had the greatest career in Miami Heat history. That's what Dwayne Wade said. Dwayne Wade said it. I'm, I'm just pointing out there. Yeah. He played as so, early as 2003. Dirk, and, um, yeah. Dirk holds the record, by the way. He had 21 seasons as a member of the Mavs. He's, Udonis and Kobe are tied at 20 with their team, obviously, Timmy? Lakers and the Heat. Timmy. Uh, Duncan is a tied for fourth. He had 19 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was so in, with, he's, he's tied with Stockton. Okay. Wow. It is pretty insane. So, yes, focusing on Jordan Poole to the Wizards. Is he going to start a new era in Washington? Oh, boy. Only, this is the only time I've ever agreed with a Ben Shapiro tweet was when he retweeted somebody copying Joe Biden saying 100 million shots in 100 days in Washington. That's the only – that's it. Like, he's, Jordan Poole is going to average probably north of 25 points for the year. If someone's going to say, oh, he's, he's in line for six-man to the uh, – for most approved and all-star game, that team is going to win like 12 games. They're going <laughs> to suck. 
They're, like you know what? They're, yeah, they're gonna be really you, bad. You know ones. what? There's a take, and I'm they're gonna, gonna ask be really one. bad. I'm gonna ask this question because I've seen this take. I've had talked to a coworker about this take. He's a big Wizards fan, and then I've seen this <laughs> take again He's pop up on Twitter. Fan. It's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> there's a take going around. Do you think Jordan Poole could lead the league in scoring next season? Because <laughs> again, think about the amount of shots. It's not going to be efficient at all, but he's going to have a shitload of shots. So he could potentially. He has know, to average what, probably thirty-four a game, something he, like that. He's probably going to have to be north of thirty a game, right? Yeah. So was was Shea the leader? This didn't Joel Embiid was the leader in scoring this year, right? Uh, I think he averaged. Uh, like I believe 31. so. Scoring leader. Uh, look up right now. I mean, he's going to lead the league in shot attempts because <laughs> at least like there's there's nobody else on that team like like um, Tyus Jones is not a high volume guy. Monte Morris is not a high volume guy. Daniel Gafford's not a high volume guy. Uh, Kubali, who they just drafted, is not going to be a high volume guy. They should just because you know you ain't got anything to play. Danny Avita is not a high volume guy. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is not coming back. Yeah. I cannot name another single player on that team. Um, but like, yeah, they they have. There's no reason that he he's not going to average like at least 25 a game. He'll probably average it on like 12% shooting. But like the first month, he'll probably like he'll have some games where he goes off for like 45 or something. Yeah, they're they're going to win about 20 games next year. The Wizards. Gonna I think that's bad. too high. I think <laughs> this this I think this team may threaten that Bobcats team as one of the worst teams of all time. There they is win. like so. Oh, I don't think they're gonna be that nine bad. games. I don't think they're gonna be that. Bad. I I cannot. Like, there's like four actual NBA players on that team, and three of them are point guards. Yeah, and I think yeah, like, I think Danilo Gallinari may be starting as like one of the stupidest. <laughs> it's pretty bad actually. Okay, That's Gallo is getting waived or traded. he's getting like, waived or bought out. There's no way he's on that team. Okay, Gallo's not playing a minute for that fucking no. team. No. <laughs> Jordan Poole stuff. How about that? The only way they win more games is when they flip Monte Morris to Tyus Jones to the to the um the Celtics. Um and then like they get because that's what the Celtics need. But we'll, we'll talk uh, about yeah, that. They're they're uh they're they're getting ready to tank the Wizards. If they bring back Kuzma, they could get a few extra. They're not bringing back Kuzma. Most. That would be such a fucking mistake. I I think this ownership oh, is Kuzma. smart enough to not bring back Kuzma. Also, like they missed the year because my understanding is this next draft class is kind of dog shit. Yeah. So like the, they they that's the big thing with the takeaway of the Wizards is that they waited a year too long to do this. I mean, it's not I like got, they didn't like they got Landry Shamay. He's uh he's gonna save the fight. Oh Landry oh, Shamay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if they end up in a game seven, then they're gonna lose that. Like they're not uh-huh. fight if yeah, if they fight for the play, they're not fighting for the plan, but they should have not fought for the plan last year. They got over agrees because they had the really hot start, and then they had their typical wizard year with the second half absolute collapse when they should have just blew it all up and gone after Wemby or a top five pick, and they waited too long to now blow it up on a weak draft class next year. There's some talent there. There's definitely some talent, but it's not as stacked of a talent. They're, as they're going for. They're going to be the team that with like the sixth pick that takes Bronny, so that they can yeah. get LeBron for a year. Yeah. Wow. But I doubt, I doubt, I doubt LeBron. That's what they're on. They're on Bronny. Right. I, I, I doubt they go. I doubt Bronny signs with Washington. Or uh, LeBron goes to Washington, even if Bronny drafted them. <laughs> Curse franchise. All right. Let's talk about what did happen regarding the Wizards. 
The Wizards had Kristaps Porzingis. They traded him to the Boston Celtics as part of a three-team deal that also sends Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. As mentioned, Tyus Jones is going to Washington. And uh, lots of picks movement there. But the big thing to note here, one, Kristaps Porzingis is going to the Celtics. Marcus Smart is going to Memphis. Here's the thing there. I really hear a lot of Boston fans are very, very upset about this move. That Marcus Smart, a huge fan favorite in Boston, is leaving to go to Memphis. They get Crip Stops, who we've known has had many off-court issues, has had many on-court issues. He's on his fourth team already. I think uh, Kristaps is going to be a major bust in Boston, and uh, they're going to highly regret losing out on Marcus Smart. I don't That's understand how... Here. I don't understand how the Wizards and the Celtics lost this trade. Like, <laughs> like the, how are they? How did the Wizards, the team that's rebuilding, not get any of the picks? No clue. That was my thing. I was like, how do you not get at least like a late first? You lead? don't. You don't think the Celtics are a better team offensively now than they were? Like, I, I think they I think they're the best team in the East right now with Porzingis actually. Oh, okay, but like the Celtics' issues is they don't have somebody to organize their offense. Yeah in the game and they just lost their best guy at doing the problem with getting rid of Marcus smart is Marcus smarts like the glue guy. Like once you get rid of Marcus smart, like it, it's very hard. Like it's, he's just he's, one of those guys like him and Draymond. Well, like so, so there's a lot. Cause I was listening to the, the bill when he was talking to his dad about this. Um, like apparently Marcus was having a lot of issues with, with uh, the coach, like, like lot, just yeah. doing like, like butting heads with a lot of shit. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason they traded him. Um, and like, obviously Derek white is really good. So putting more Derek white minutes is, is going to help them. But like, you still don't like it, it didn't solve your problem. Like yeah. if your thing is like, Oh, he's insurance for when or- Horford or Rob go down. Porzingis is not, you know, a model of consistency. Yeah, he's not a beacon of health either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting that maybe he'll diversify their game. Like maybe they'll do more post-ups with him, but their issue is their 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 offense was like shoot a fuck ton of threes, and he's I mean he's obviously going to help shoot a fuck ton of threes, and he'll stabilize their defense I guess a little bit. But they're but, they're already they're they're already a tall and long team, and again they haven't corrected their point guard issues with operating the offense. I feel like more of the the butthurt sentiment in Boston is just the fact that they lost a guy that they like was homegrown and drafted, and like they've had him. They for lost long- their Draymond. Pretty much. Yeah, I know pretty they didn't much, yeah. mention it, but they lost their dream. They lost, they lost their dream on it. And the reality is, and this is not this is a hot take, but their bigger problems is Jalen Brown. But not saying that they're even you know comparable pieces in terms of their value added, but I think that their bigger issues is getting rid of that one A, one B comparison between him and Tatum and just understanding, okay, this is as far as we can go with these two guys together. And how long are we going to keep this train running until we realize what our actual issues are? Yeah, but they're about they they're they're willing to pay Jalen Brown to three hundred million dollars, and I yeah, think that's a fucking mistake. I think they're going to regret that in like a few years when this all blows I agree up. With that. And uh, oh, you guys, I love Jalen. I love I, I love both of them. I like you know even though I'm a Knicks fan, they had a really successful. They did, run and I like think a- yeah, I think in a year from two from now, we're not all going to sit here and be surprised when Jalen Brown says he wants out. Like, mm-hmm. are we all going to sit here and be shocked when he's no, like, I'm, I I like, I want to be gone. 
in two years like after this, he signed they, a Superman. They're gonna price themselves. They're gonna lose Grant Williams just because yeah. they can't afford to pay. Him. Exactly. Like, like, like the the thing that like it's like cool. Okay, you got those first round picks, and I think maybe they flipped one of them for like Marcus Sasser or something. But like, why why not just take one less of the pick and get like Tyus Jones instead? Like, yeah. Yeah. There was there was a way for this trade to happen where all the teams did well. But right now, only Memphis did well because, like, Marcus Smart is like the perfect guy for Memphis. Yeah, he's yeah. better than Dylan yeah. Brooks in every level. He's yeah. going to hopefully like smack Josh some, some sense into job. But he's like an adult in the room that they kind of need. He's like the perfect guy that they can you know throw out there for twenty five games to, to like settle yeah. the field and do shit. But he's, you know, I I, I think that was like like if you were going to pick a guy who's like a Memphis guy, it would have been Marcus Smart. Like this was a good trade hmm. for Memphis. They made a a good trade. Yeah. Like they're the only team that did well in this trade, which is fucking unbelievable. And I think it was just like yeah. they wanted Porzingis so bad. And then the the other one fell apart because apparently Malcolm Brogdon's made out of paper mache that like they got nothing else. I, I, I like I do like the Wizards getting Tyus, but the only reason why I like them getting Tyus is the same thing kind of with Jordan Poole if they really wanted to do this, is that Tyus is arguably one of the better backups in the league. Um guards. So in like a year or two, they can technically flip him for more assets before they have to. Yeah, pass. but you already have Monte Morris. They're basically the same player. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I think Tyus is better than Monte Morris. But I'm just saying the Wizards can get assets for Tyus down the line. I right, mean, yeah, they like, probably could have gotten then, more. Again, that brings me to the point like we talked about earlier. Like, why didn't you just flip him for the yeah. first round? Pick exactly. And I, 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 yeah, I agree with that. Like, I don't know why some teams see it that way instead of just getting the picks. They just be like, "Oh, we can get this guy. See how he yeah, is. Like can he, can we build around them? Get, get yeah. the other pick. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's like, oh, but I feel like a lot of teams are like, oh, let's see what this guy is. Maybe he's a building block. But if not, then oh yeah, we could still flip him for something. And I'm like, just get the draft capital, especially if you're in a rebuild. Just look what OKC did. They didn't care. They just wanted picks. We'll give you the asset. We don't need some building. Just give us it. We don't because care. it worked so many times beforehand." Yeah. But OKC is going to be looking solid now because they just took the pick at, instead of just being like, oh, yeah, no, we'll take this 22-year-old to see if we can turn around. I'm like, no, just give us the freaking second round or first round pick that we want. And and the thing with, with, with Memphis, too, is like Marcus Mark can, can deal with Jamal Murray. Like they, they have the ability. I feel like he has a lot of the same things that Dylan Brooks offers, but just more mature, more stabilized in the no. locker room. So I feel like they're going to make a move to try to like get get his value off the books as well very soon as well. I agree. I, I like I like Marcus Mark to Memphis for plenty of reasons. Obviously, you get yeah. a mature veteran, you get a good leader. But I think in terms of Western Conference, where there's a lot of great guard play, you need a scrappy defensive guard. And yeah, did he take a little step back defensively this year? Sure. But we all know how good of a defender Marcus Smart is. And I think each night he brings it. And again, with all those guards in the Western yeah, they Conference, got it's a very smart move. Yeah, no, with Jaron Jackson and Marcus Smart, you're gonna be able to defend pretty much any. Like they're gonna be exactly. able to defend uh, KD Booker, and uh, yeah. be able, like that big three. Yeah. So just, I mean, they have two of the they have two of the recent uh, defensive players of the year. Did Marcus Smart win one? Like I think want to say two years he, he ago. Wanted, he wanted. He uh, wanted. Marcus Smart won it technically last year. Yeah, yeah and then, and then J- Jaron Jackson won it this year, right? So they've got yeah. two defensive players of the year. He, it should have been Brooke Lopez, but we give the Jaron Jackson. So yeah, yeah they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna be able to defend any team, and then imagine once they get Ja back after twenty five games, wow, they could be the best team in the West potentially. potentially. If they're able to, I if they're able to start. 
Even if they lose Bruce Brown, I still have Denver is going to be the best team in, in the West. They're going to find some random you, Bruce Brown. You can Brown. say what you want. Memphis did win 51 games this year. Like they, they did. They oh, missed. I'm not trying. I'm not, I'm not, dis- I'm not disagreeing with you do that. I and you add smart really to that solid. team. Like, but I think Denver is still the team. Obviously, they just won the championship. But I think. Well, Denver, yeah. Denver right now is the team yeah. to beat. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying that. Uh, they definitely Memphis could easily be a top three team in the West if everything goes well and they can you stay afloat while Jaws got. But that was that Ty's yeah, Jones. Also, like until they, you know, they prove they can actually, you know, do it. Like yeah. they're like what the fourth best team in the the West. They should be even without Jaw right now. They play well without Jaw most of the time, so I wouldn't be surprised if that continues this year. They have the talent to be as a top five team in the West. And then you add job back to it, and you can climb even higher. They should they should be like fifth or sixth seed before Jog comes back. That's I, I think your benchmark. Like you have to be somewhere around there. You can't just have it fall off the rails without Jaw there. I know you brought Marcus. And they're still way. like they're still looking to do another move. Like they could still yeah, get, they're like, definitely going to steal the moves. They still need they still need a wing is. defender. I don't know who they're going to bring, but they definitely still need some wing defense. Like they're not getting OG. Yeah. But they're no. like, I don't know. Maybe they signed Jaron Jack, uh, Jaron Grant. Yeah, I don't know they if they do. can. Uh, they should be. I don't know if they're captain. They probably their books are probably pretty good. Yes. Yeah. One more uh, trade to talk about before we just hit on some potential free agency moves. This meal, this deal was made today. Um, the Hawks are finalized the deal to send John Collins to Utah for Rudy Gay in a second round pick. You were very critical on the group chat faces of this deal, why don't you explain what bothers you about it? It was a fucking terrible deal. <laughs> it was it like, like obviously John Collins was been in the rumors for a long time and he did not, he wasn't great this year. I think he got hurt and like fucked up his yeah. shooting, but like Atlanta did this to get off his books because they were trying to trade either him or, um, uh, uh Deandre. Um, to to get uh to like a better cleaner books because they're they're like they're like the most mediocre team and they're probably gonna have to trade Dejounte, um, but like they they got they didn't get Dick for like they got like nothing like I don't know if they they even keep Rudy Gay, um, but you got a second rounder like how did you not get at least a first rounder and then for for um the Utah's part, obviously they're just doing this to rehabilitate him to tr- to flip it. But mm. all they have is like, there's the, um, the, the Kevin O'Connor tweet where it's like Lori market. They, they can do a lineup of like all seven footers, like Lori market in Taylor Hendricks, uh, John Collins, um, Walker Kessler, Walker Kessler and Kelly Olenek. Like, like wh- what are you doing with this, this pick? Like you just have just, it's literally just to flip them later. I mean, obviously they'll get more for him than what they gave up, but I, I don't understand how they could have gotten more. Like that's- I, yeah, I, I agree. Because that's the thing that bothered me most about this is because we've heard John Collins' name for the last, like, three years in trade rumors. And we've heard all of Lance's demands was that they need, like, at least two first-round picks. They need a first-round pick. They need this. They need that. They need that. And then at the end of the day, they flip him for Rudy Gay in a second-round pick. That does nothing for you. It's a clear salary dump move, but it's stupid because you look. everyone looks back, and now you're like, Oh, and you have your Hawk fan expectations of oh, they're demanding at least multiple firsts, or they're demanding at least a first. They have a whatever tweet, be. yeah, uh, with John Collins standing next to KD, going a former MVP and a future MVP, and yeah. you traded that guy 
for Rudy Gay in, right, a, in second. a second round. Pick. Like that's the thing that bothers me most about this. It's like I like it kind of for Utah because, like Faces says, you can have him gone with second. You know, you can rehabilitate him. You can flip him for way more than you 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 gave up. Like it's a smart move for Utah to do this. I agree with what they did. But from the Atlanta side, it's extreme. It looks just so bad on them because you just heard from them in the last three years. They had all these demands for John Collins, and then you just dump them just to drop them off because you want them off your books. And it just you're better off keeping them at that point. And because unless they have some announcement they're going to make in the next few days on some other major move or something like that, they're going to look really dumb going the season if it's just going to be Trey Young with DeJounte and they didn't get anything else to bring in to replace John Collins. That's the thing that bothers me most. So they pretty much dropped them off for nothing, but without doing anything. And who knows? Maybe a few weeks from now, there's some major announcement the Hawks land someone. Who knows? But it just looks really bad, especially after reports from the past year or a couple months that they wanted to decide to exception for this, too? They did. Like, okay. I, so I'm pretty sure they got the, the trade exception based off them like dropping the salary off on Utah. I'm okay, not so, mistaken. I'll look right now. Okay, but like I don't really – like, are you still going to move DeAndre Hunter? I mean, I, st- I think they could. Like, that's probably – because they, they have, like, a bajillion wings. I still like Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Like, that's still a kid who could have been, like, good. I think he just got stuck. Um, But, the, like, they're going to have to pay a Kongu next year. Yeah. Um, And obviously they were they were trying to dump him on uh, – Collins on Dallas because the Dallas was trying to get Clint Capella for the 10th pick. And they're like, no, you can take um, John Collins. So like, mm-hmm. it's it's like a blatant salary dump. But there there had to be more. Like yeah, the, you don't uh, normally yeah. dump like this type of like. Granted, they didn't have to give any picks, which generally happens when you're the one giving up the salary guy. Like you have to throw in picks or something. But like he's still, I don't know, is he like twenty six? I mean, yeah, twenty five. Yeah, he's still he's got a, like he's you know a ago, he was a borderline all star. If you look at his numbers from a few years ago, he was up there. By the way, it created a twenty-five and a half, twenty-five point three million dollar trading center for the Hawks. With okay, that well, that's wow. what. now they have, like. Well, let's be clear: like, just because you have a trading center doesn't mean it does exactly. Like, that's what Dallas, I'm saying. Yeah. Dallas got Richard Holmes from the one when they made the trade, yeah. but like Boston, they got Evan Forney. So like, it, it depends on who's coming around. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like unless we hear something major happening over the next few days coming from the Hawks side, this $25.3 million trade exemption means absolutely nothing right now. Unless we hear, like I said, they're making some moves. They're going after Cat. They're going to do, they're doing something. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just pure salary dump, but at the same time, it's like what are you going to use well, this like if you're gonna go, trade if you're exemption gonna, on? If you're going to flip this for Cat, wouldn't like John Collins be a better asset than... That's what I'm thinking too, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if you're gonna make a move for Cat or someone, you just throw John Collins in the equation. I think Minnesota would be interested in that if they were gonna do something. <laughs> Who knows? NBA free agency officially kicks off on Friday. So let us talk about some of the players who are available, whether it's somebody like a Draymond Green who declined his player option. Do we expect him to come back to the Warriors or see el- see things elsewhere? I think he's all right. So Draymond has two options. I think he can come back to the Warriors probably for like a lower price. I think probably maybe maybe they can convince him to come in the twenties. But I think the more fun option would be for him to go to Sacramento. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about him going to the Knicks? Oh my God, him under the bright lights in New York City. Obviously, he does a punch. I wouldn't think. I oh, wouldn't think. I wouldn't think Tibbs would go after something. God, like would that be? No, I, 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 I think Tibbs and Draymond would clash. Like, I think so too. But, oh my yeah, you God, heard about him and Obi uh, yeah, clashing. Yeah, very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. If you went to. Oh, the can we talk about the the Knicks very quickly? Like they signed Obi's brother, and I think that's a really good idea because it worked out really well with J- with uh, Jared Smith's brother. And I think that that's the type of thing you should do when you take it when you fumble your fourth, uh, eighth overall pick. You sign his brother. Yeah, <laughs> might as well make it work. You know, the Cavs signed up for Mobley's brother. You know, uh, Bucks got Thanasis. You know, just right, so, the warrior champion. Okay, Thanasis so is, is cha- I love Thanasis. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I love Thanasis. He's awesome. This is this is uh, this is some insight. Honestly, now that they got rid of Jordan Poole, though, honestly, that could give Draymond Green an incentive to stay. Well, yeah, yeah but I, mean, I, I think that was, I the, think, I think was one of the reasons why yeah. you could argue they made the deal. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm reading right now that he went that he punched him in the face because Jordan Poole bragged that he hooked up with more women and oh. called Draymond Green broke. That's why he yeah. punched him in the yeah. face. I, didn't, he I never like heard soft. the actual reason. Yeah, he, he called them like soft and was bragging about soft. all this stuff, and then Draymond just had enough and just punched him because he was like, "Dude, you shut up." He kind of did like a dude shut up and then actually almost killed him. But that you know, really did. Jordan Poole gets traded immediately. You know, Jordan Poole gets traded immediately. Unfollows him <laughs> on Instagram. Everything's good. They're good now. You know, they don't have to talk to one another anymore. But Chris, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Middleton declined his player option. He's a free agent. Are we interested to see where he's going? I think he's coming back, but like yeah, I'm not trying so to too. do this anyway. I there's just like. Sacramento has such a need for a wing, whether it's and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through all whether it's fucking um Draymond, whether it's Chris Middleton, whether it's Kyle Kuzma, like one of those guys in Sacramento would be good. But like he's like he's gotta stay. I think like, he has to stay. I, I, I like just just they gotta go one more and then they can figure it out from there. Like other than that, I don't uh, yeah, like, I was yeah. I think give Draymond like one year, twenty plus million. See what see if he bites at it. I don't. I don't know if you. I, I think unless he wants a long term. Maybe you get yeah, him like long, three like years and a player option on the third year or something, or a team option. On the yeah, third something year. like a team option, like like a dis, the a declining salary type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like the the thing with with um, losing Middleton is like the Bucks can't do like a hard reset to like suck for a couple of years because they have no picks. Yeah. No. So they like kind of have to play through it for a couple of years, and I think like you're not gonna find somebody who's like as good as Middleton um in this in this and like even if you you can't do like a sign in trade or because he already opted out so they can't have him opt in and then go somewhere else. Um I I don't know. I, I think Milwaukee's the answer. Again, he would be really good in um Sacramento. I just look this this Kings team's fun and I want them to be good now because it's funny. Um but like I don't fucking know. I mean, a lot of teams could use a Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, he would be definitely be desirable. Some of them. I, I think Milwaukee's the best spot. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, what are some of the other free agents that are going to be available? Whether it's a Fred Van Fleet, Kyrie, Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Dylan Brooks. Kyrie Rose. Don't forget D Rose. Yes, D Rose is available now. Yes, sorry. Um, yes, Kyrie. Well, Chicago's still gonna bring him in, right? That's what I I thought. I heard heard it's like Chicago, LA, 
the Lakers. I mean, I can't remember what other two teams I saw. Well, either LA team could use him. Yeah. Is James yeah. Harden is James Harden going back to the uh, to the Sixers? Because there's a lot know. of it seems that way. The reports are that it's, he's leaning to going back to Philly. Yeah, he would be awesome. such a bitch to go to Houston. He would like he would be such a bitch. Well, that, but he would also like put such a log jam into there now. All those guards, unless they move, like they do, like a sign and trade, and they would wave Kevin Porter. I don't, even, I don't even know if like Philly wants Kevin Porter to team up with Embiid. I feel like that's gonna just be that is just not. <laughs> yeah, no, they would have to. They would have to sign it. I don't know if they can because didn't he opt out? Who? James Harden. So you'd I have think to sign. he did opt out, but yeah, he would have. Yeah, to, he's officially a free, he's officially free agent. Yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, he would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think like he's probably out. coming back. I think the big one of the big names is. Um, I think Brook Lopez might leave. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Too. Develop of where Brook Lopez is going to land. Um, if he, leaves. I know he's talking about Houston. I think he'd be really good in San Antonio. Like I, I, I like pretty- it. I, I like what you said about San Antonio. I think he'd be a good mentor for Wemby. I think he fits like kind of that that San Antonio culture. I think it'd be yeah. a cool idea to have that. Because because like the thing is, he already won. Like he got the title. Yeah. Like he can just like Brook Lopez deserves to be fucking happy. Like the man was. In those Nets and teams, he, where yeah. he took the like, team friendly let, deal too. You'll forget yeah. that. Like he went to Milwaukee on a low deal, and he gave them team friendly deals. Now it's time for you to get the bag, if you will. Yeah, I think again, Houston is the wrong place for him yeah. um, because they don't really deserve to be happy. But like um, Charlotte could throw the bag at him. Um, Fred Van Fleet is a little more interesting. Like. People keep saying San Antonio. I don't want him to go there. Um, I, I think it's he's probably out in Orlando now because they have like twelve point guards. Um, maybe That's if they like can thirty get, million a year too. Supposedly, yeah. Maybe if they can get him on like a cheaper deal, maybe Memphis might be an interesting place for him to go. Um, obviously, the Clippers if they can get him on a cheap deal. Um, I, I like. I don't. I don't know. Like he's probably going to go back to Houston because I, I or. Um, to Toronto because it feels very much like Toronto's going to run this back. Like that's what it seems like, but they also seem like they were kind of done with Fred too. It seemed like both of them were kind of done with one another. It was weird. Yeah, but he just made one more money. But like Houston, they they much feel like they're running this back, and that feels like a mistake. Like Siakam yeah. said, like I'm not going to resign. Like I'm going to stay in Toronto. Which like supposedly Siakam may may get traded. That's what, I've, what I'm hearing recently. Yeah, but he's he's like, yeah, I'm not resigning. He's like, I want to stay in Toronto. But like, fuck you, man. Like. Time to go. Um, <laughs> like, it's Scotty's time. Right. Like, I, I think, like, that would be the worst decision of the offseason if Toronto ran this back. Like, this team is not that good. Um, no. It just well, that's why, that's why they got need to rebuild this year. Nick Nurse. And Jakob Pertl. Like, can this man play for a team that actually gives a shit? Like, that's I love it. him. I, think, I love, I love Jakob Pertl. Like this was like really the around big this, problem. this was the big problem with Jakob. Like keeping him, he's like the perfect guy next to Wemby. Um, but like you can't keep him because he was too good that you would win the many games. Yeah. Like, but like you know, fucking, I don't know what you set him on a team that's actually good that needs like a center. Um, is he a member of the tribe Jakob? No, is he Jewish? I don't even know. <laughs> he's he's. Ridiculous question. Ridiculous yeah. question. But Jakob, I don't know. Not 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 relevant to this conversation, but no, I you have know, a, I have a funny story about that. Uh about 
Juju is uh, after the the pod. Uh, <laughs> right. Something we'll efficient. The um, you know who? And I just want to say the Knicks. They're going to wind up getting Dante DiVincenzo, and that's going to be who, who Leon's going to tell us Add tonight. more to the Villanova people. Supposedly they want George Niang. That's what they want. That's a, that's a, they're one of the guys. Just make us the, Team Villanova. Come, come I don't care. Minutes, <laughs> so, uh, well, first off, that Villanova team was really fucking good. I know. Like, <laughs> it's not a bad I thing. Don't, I, I don't think DiVincenzo... Josh Hart, by the way, will re-sign with the Knicks. Yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, they're saying Josh Hart I don't think DiVincenzo's leaving Golden State. Like, he's too good. He's too young he is, for that. He is like, too good. But, but, I mean, come on. He, he fit the timeline for the Knicks so perfectly. Just... just <laughs> We're just having all the Villanova reunion. Just destroy it. They're destroy saying, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, OB. just take him. And I'm pretty sure Eric Pascal's um, a free agent. They're he's also saying um, OG Ananobi <laughs> may leave Toronto. That's what they're saying, too. Well, he's going to get the the, yeah, the question. Do they want to pay him? The, he's Knicks, next the year. Knicks, they said the Knicks could could reopen their interest in getting OG. That would be a good pickup. The problem is you're going to have to pay him. Depends on what yeah. you trade for. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. it's, it's RJ Barrett. OB and they said it, we're willing to offer Toronto multiple first round picks for him. That's what they're saying for OG and Obi, well, which I think would kind of be a little. They do have the picks, but they do have the picks. They might as well use them if uh, you're going to. If it means going to. It's be not like they're good at drafting, so they might as well like give it to somebody else. Yeah, to do it. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's, it's like not their picks. They have a bunch of picks that aren't theirs that yeah. they can. Um, they got a bunch of assets. I say use them. Sure. Yeah, I don't care at this point. Yeah. And let's I mean, put it out. OG is not going to solve your problems because your problems are. are Deeper than just one player, but like yeah, he true. should be. No, yeah, no, it would help him a lot. Yeah, he's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah he's a good I like OG a lot. I'm Quickly. so mad he stayed there, that they didn't get him when they traded for when they traded Kawhi. Also, like the Clippers are fucked. Like, like, like they just are. Like Kawhi is never gonna like he he Play like, honestly he probably, oh my he probably god, should retire. Like, oh my god, Stephen A. went off on Kawhi. He called him the most the worst type of superstar there is. He's unmarketable. And he's never healthy. That's what he said. He doesn't do anything to – I think he said he doesn't do anything to really help your franchise, and he's never on the court enough to okay, really – Okay, first off, that's a little absurd because two separate franchises were titles with him. That's um, it. It's like – it's unfortunate that I don't know what, what is going on with his knees, but like – I do agree don't with him. I, I agree with Stephen A. For, to an extent that he absolutely does, does nothing absolutely to to market your franchise. I agree with you on that. Oh, yeah. Right? That, <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree with him that. that. I agree with him on that yeah. 100%. He's not a marketable player. Like, he's not. <laughs> Listen, he, this well, is what's going to happen be, with like, Kawhi. You have to be creative. Yeah. He's going to retire, just like you weird. said. Kawhi's going to go into a Ferrari and just drive into the sunset. Never never, yeah, we're, yeah. we're never going to hear gone. him until the NBA 100th anniversary team, which he will him. make, and I think he should. No, he's one of the greatest players of like of this generation. He's, yeah. he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. But that's when we're yeah. going to see him but again. He's, he's yeah. like the crazy thing. He's going to be that weird Spur outliner. Like like teams have that weird guy. Like Kawhi is like you're never going to see Kawhi hanging out with Spurs guys. Like they fucking hate no, him. Yeah, 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 no. Like Derek no. Jeter never hangs out with Yankee guys. It'll be like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man just uh, I mean, he's going to get his jersey retired in Toronto oh, probably yeah. one year yeah, uh, yeah probably. Probably. Yeah, best, probably yeah he's like the best Raptor ever yeah that's true they're going to retire his jersey in Toronto <laughs> him and Kyle Lowry both getting their tired him, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan and Vince Carter yes all you need Renelio, who is LeBron going to force the Lakers to get <laughs> Whoever's holding the gun at the end. Um, I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Pats he wants to be so down. You wouldn't want to play with Dame. 
Dame, Dame and LeBron. Dame doesn't want to want be on a super team. Too. He said. So you're not. Also, what are they going to offer Dame? It's two, they're, they're not going to trade. They're not going to trade Austin Reeves. So. No, they're definitely going to trade Austin Reeves. No, there's two different questions going on. It's which which Patsy is he going to summon to LA to make one more versus who's actually a good fit that should come to LA. Two different questions. I think that they they could they could pull they could pull magic out of a hat and get someone at the end of their career. But I just uh, <laughs> I, I would feel I would feel bad for them. Oh man, LeBron Wait, and the Lakers. The the case he's study. Too, too good. He's too good. Don't ruin the him. Dame doesn't want to be on a super team. He said so. It's not going to happen. Oh, Sorry, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, he won't. And uh, Michael, Michael Beasley is not a is not enticing people. Mo Bamba and. Uh, I don't know why. Why would he go there? He should stay in the life. Fuck it. They should sign him and not Vooch. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. Where is Russ going to wind up? Is he going to... What is going to be his test? He's, he's, he's going back to the Clippers. He's going to the Clippers. Yeah, there's no doubt <laughs> and um, we hit on pretty much the Dame stuff, but um, I guess the last player to really mention is Zion Williamson, who has literally the craziest person on his back right here. That's going to be a great Netflix documentary. You saw Mariah Mills got a tattoo of his name oh, on her I'm praying. I am praying that was a temporary tattoo, but she's crazy oh, enough Bamba that played she it. Farmingdale? He did. Know that. Wow. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but Zion, what really what is he? What are we gonna did. do with Zion, guys? He gets one more he gets, year. Yeah, I agree. And then and then that's like, it. And then you, but I don't obviously like if he's if he can't really be healthy next year. I don't know how much it affects his trade value. Like someone will still go for the potential, but I don't think yeah. New Orleans is gonna get back as much as they hope. Because right now he's one of those he means more to us than he does yeah. to you type guys. Because yeah. like if he's healthy, they're gonna be really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, Pelicans. Yeah. If he's not healthy, well then you know they're kind of in the same spot they've been anyway. <laughs> well, if so, anybody had, if anybody had any doubt what was going on with his knees, I think we figured it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he just needs to take a chopo. Yeah, he does. Oh, just yeah. take a chopo. <laughs> Take less pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, like she really like doing some damning stuff. There has to be some illegal stuff thrown in there. You can't just well, she was something Trump, like she was, that. She's gonna get arrested at some point for yeah. a lot of stuff she said. Because if she like releases anything that she said she was gonna release, that's, that's like that's legit charges like that. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, was she gonna release like the state or whatever? Yeah, like if she releases any of the stuff that she said, the sex tapes, whatever. That's all like revenge stuff and. You yeah. get in a lot of trouble these days for doing stuff like that. So, I think I, just, I think the NBA, I think the, N, the NBA in the porn industry is just a match made in hell because it's just a bunch <laughs> of people in a daddy issues. <laughs> and who is I saw somebody commented it was a semi-viral <laughs> clip about NBA players and Instagram models matching. Who is it? Like Gilbert Arenas? I don't. Yeah, know. Gilbert Arenas. We meet yeah, the worst yeah. women in life. Pretty much. Yeah, same guy who they bought all, a gun in the locker room for the fool's making goal. good decisions. He put a loaded gun into the locker room. Yeah. Not just yeah. The then they pointed it too. Imagine someone with it. Fucking went off. Uh, Gilbert Arenas is so God. good in the league until he lost his mind. I loved Agent Zero. Well, Agent Zero, Zero was Gilbert like, Arenas is a well, yeah, it, it was like it was like his knee. It was like he was Agent Zero. Like he was just going off. Then his knees started to fall apart. And then he brought the loaded gun, and that was it. Everyone's like, "All right, your knees are done. You're a psycho now. You're being crazy." <laughs> when he was in Orlando, like. 
he was terror. He was so bad. Like he couldn't dribble at all. I remember because yeah. I used to, I used to be like a big magic guy, like those early Orlando years. Yeah. That 09 stretch. Yeah. He couldn't dribble at all. Like he had no. to sprint up the court yeah. to make sure that nobody picked him up. Cause he yeah. was like incapable. He could, yeah. He couldn't zigzag his way past half court. It was bad. It was so like, bad. I was like the biggest, when I was again, I was like the, the biggest fan of Brandon Roy till he blew out his knees. Hmm. Dude, Brandon Roy is he's Brandon is like Roy is criminally underrated. Well, Brandon Roy was how awesome. good he was he, until he they, blew they, his If they had open and all those guys healthy, they would have been they would have been awesome. That bro. Portland team would have been insane oh, if they all if, stayed healthy. Because Greg Oden was Greg good Oden and stuff. Did you Greg see that Oden, clip? Brandon Roy, Dame, and Lamarcus Aldridge potentially. Well, they wouldn't have had Dame. Awesome. Oh, they wouldn't have Dame. They would have had. It would have been. They still would have LA though, right? It would have been Brandon yeah, Roy, LA, Oden, Aldridge, and it was Oden. Aldridge and then Brandon Roy. That was that three is nasty. If they all stayed out, Odin. I think he's a grad student at Ohio State. Yeah, he's. And and then someone else played. I didn't know he played for five years for the for the. Oh, the pain. Yeah, it was. That was the the number one pick in the draft, man. If you you can't make it in your industry, just go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) He got picked over Kevin Durant. Man, best sister. That's great. <laughs> That's history. All right, guys. We hit everything we needed to and more. We will react throughout the next few weeks to these signings. So it'll be good stuff there and watch out for that. And um man, basketball's back on starting a new season already. So it's some good Sorry. stuff there. Season Alex, Alex Hayden faces great work, everybody. And we'll see you soon. See you soon, guys. Uh-huh. Great job, everybody. Hayden, Alex, A. Young, Fresh Faces. Good stuff. Very, very happy. Very happy. And uh, it was a great time. The NBA is definitely getting more interesting as the days go by. And when we start again in the fall, let us see what happens. And hopefully a New York Knicks NBA championship season starts at the end of October. But besides that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on Facebook and YouTube at Productive Conversations. We are relaunching our site in july so be on the lookout for that and you know i will let you know so the end of the week this week we are going to focus on ufc ufc and mma news a podcast regarding all that stuff by dolo is at the end of this week that should drop on thursday he was supposed to do it last week but something got in the way hopefully he could stick to it and he will drop it on Thursday. We trust that he will. And then Friday, we have a WWE podcast, Money in the Bank, coming from London, England. That event is taking place this Saturday, the 1st of July. And we are going to do that this Friday. So a Feel Good Friday WWE podcast, a Money in the Bank preview show. That's going to be a lot of fun with the crew. And we added somebody new to the wrestling team. So we will check that out. But again, I just want to thank Hayden Nather, Fresh Faces, New Ideas, Alex Ranelio, and Alex Young for coming on and talking all things NBA draft and NBA player movement with me. Great stuff there want to thank Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. 
My name is Matt Brown. I will talk to you on Thursday, and I hope everybody has a great middle of the week. Remember, 4th of July is coming, so enjoy this great summer weather and enjoy the great summer vibes. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and I'll see you really soon. Much love, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some...